0: Why'd you make me watch this? You made me watch something I didn't like. Next time I'll watch something I like. But I can't believe you made me watch. You
1: made me watch Mystery Men.
0: Did you like it?
1: I liked it. I didn't love it. Oh. But I enjoyed it. Okay. I don't know what I was expecting, but it was a lot more like i know that the the running theory is that tim burton directed this yeah under um an alias
0: right kinka usher
1: kinka usher which i think is probably true
0: i have two theories about that okay the facts are there is an award-winning commercial director
1: mm-hmm.
0: named kinka usher okay and Kinka Usher directed one movie, mm-hmm. Mystery Men. Yes. So I was always sort of like, how could a first-time director get to direct this movie, a movie with, with all- Jeffrey Rush, Greg Kinnear, who was huge at the time, yes. and Ben Stiller, who was huge at the time. Mm-hmm. So I was definitely in the camp of there is no such person as Kinka Usher. Mm-hmm. Even though there are pictures, I was like, nah, it doesn't mean that that's a real person. Yeah. This is my more grounded in reality conspiracy. I think because he did win a DGA award for commercial directing. Mm -hmm. And I think he also did music videos and stuff like that. I think he was brought on to direct mystery men and the studio quickly was like, Oh no, this guy is not qualified to direct a full length movie and there's probably some sort of DGA ruling where Tim Burton will never get credit for it, even mm. though I I think Tim Burton probably took over. Okay. Aesthetically, it looks a lot like a Tim Burton movie. Yes. But there are some scenes that are shot kind of funky that I was like, I couldn't see Tim Burton at that point in his career shooting a scene so amateurishly. Yeah. Also, in Tom Waits' autobiography, he mentions Tim Burton directing this movie, which is where the conspiracies first started. Okay. I don't know. Uh, also, the person who did like the animation for Tim Burton and the Pee Wee movies uh-huh. did the animation for Greg Kinnear getting all uh, gooped up. Yeah. And everything and then Paul Rubens of course being a person that Tim Burton uses a lot. There's a lot of circumstantial evidence and there's Tom Waits saying that Tim Burton did it. So, yeah. who knows?
1: Yeah. It's a um, It's an interesting theory. It's fun to Yeah. speculate. <laughs> yep. So I I actually I liked it. I think I was expecting I think maybe I went in with expectations of Like, I'm going to love this.
0: Oh, really? Okay. Yeah.
1: I still really liked it.
0: I thought you were going to go in with the exact opposite expectations because you're not really a superhero fan.
1: I'm not, but this is the kind of superhero movie that I like. Okay. Like, Super or, um, like, even Deadpool. I really like the Deadpool movies. So, I feel like I kind of felt, like, how I feel about the Deadpool movies (laughs) about this where I was like, oh, this is great. Like, this is a fun movie. I like it. But- it's just not, like, my genre of movie yeah. that I usually enjoy. Um, I thought everybody was really good in it.
0: Yeah, it's a phenomenal cast.
1: It The cast is amazing. I kind of thought that, like, Ben Stiller was the most boring part of it, honestly. Even though he's, like, the lead.
0: I think that's sort of by design, though.
1: Yeah, to, like, let the others stand out.
0: Well, just that his character is supposed to be the lead and... Uh... He's really the least significant character Yeah. In the you know group. what?
1: That's a good point. Because all he is is he's just like a guy with anger issues. <laughs> yes. I'm like, oh, how original. <laughs> yep. But, I mean, like, he does a good job of being a guy who gets angry easily. Yeah. I don't think it's a stretch for him.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: he's been kind of that person in a lot of movies. Yeah. I really liked seeing Janine um yes. as the bowler.
0: And I like it that it's actually her character who saves the day. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because, so, essentially, her dad was the original bowler. Eddie Izzard kills her dad. And so, she has his skull made into a bowling ball. Not, like, like it's put in, like, resin, I guess. So, she carries around a skull that she also talks to because, I guess, they're still connected spiritually, which (laughs) I kind of liked that a little bit. I I enjoyed that.
0: Oh, I took it to mean that she was crazy.
1: No, I mean, obviously, yes, she's insane. But I I liked that. That it wasn't just, yeah, it's my dad's, like, hat in a bag. Mm -hmm. But that they added that, like, oh, she also talks to it. Oh, that's even, that's funnier Yeah, she talks to it.
0: Although maybe she's not crazy, because the bowling ball definitely has supernatural powers.
1: Certainly does. Yeah. I liked at the end when she basically saves the day she wants to avenge her father's death so she eventually uses the ball and kills eddie ezard which is fantastic and then when it it always returns to the bag um so when she puts it back in the bag she's like okay i'm going back to graduate school yeah <laughs> that was the deal i thought that was really funny
0: yeah i think well this is based on a comic book series mm-hmm. called the Flaming Carrot. And which is kind of funny because the Flaming Carrot is not in this movie at all. I was going to say there's
1: no Flaming Carrot.
0: Nope. Flaming Carrot was a member of the Mystery Men. It was like this really kind of cool underground comic. I had a couple trades, but they're Mm -hmm. long gone now, unfortunately. And uh, the movie really, they're similar in that Mr. Furious is a character in both, but (laughs) that's really where the similarities end. Yeah. But, yeah, I I loved how fleshed out the characters were. Hank Azaria plays Blue Raja, who...
1: Yes. Who, it's a
0: fun reveal when you find out that he doesn't actually have a British accent. That he
1: doesn't have a British accent, that he's just some guy who lives with his mom. Mm-hmm. I also liked that someone pointed out, like, could you just wear something that has blue in it? Like, literally, you have every color on except blue. Yeah. I thought that was fun
0: <laughs> and i like that his mom played by louise lassiter when he basically has this scene where he comes out to her mm-hmm. she's just so accepting of she's her.
1: like oh my god i'm so i have all this silverware for you to use yeah. <laughs> it's so sweet
0: it was a great coming out scene
1: it was it so was sweet
0: william h macy plays the shoveler the
1: shoveler and
0: i there are so many things that i think of this movie came out nowadays You would have all the shitty people on the internet going, "Mm, social justice warrior movie. Like, why can't William H. Macy have a white wife? Why does the bowler have to be the one who saves the day? I like that this movie is very progressive, even though it came out.
1: In the 90s. Yeah. yeah. It's always fun to find movies like that where you're like, oh, it's nice to watch something where I don't have to be like,
0: oh, yeah,
1: you know was really fun it's um
0: cal mitchell plays invisible boy cal
1: mitchell who i knew from the television show all that which is a sketch show that was on uh nickelodeon it okay. was basically like little kids snl okay but that's where keenan thompson came from too
0: right i only know who he is because i know that keenan and Kel was a thing
1: keenan but- and Kel later had a sh- they had a spinoff Sort of where basically they had a show called Keenan and Kel that was like their show on Nickelodeon as well. Oh, okay. And then they both auditioned for SNL and Keenan got it and Kel didn't.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, huh. so did you know that? Uh, when we were still in LA, Aww. Sam Gash was actually developing a project with Kel Mitchell.
1: Oh, for real? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I heard that uh, Kel Mitchell is actually a super nice guy, like, not bitter at all, is very happy for his friend's success. And I think that's kind of sweet.
0: Yeah. I think that's awesome.
1: Because there could have been a lot of sour grapes over it, and it's nice that yeah.
0: there aren't. Paul Rubens plays Spleen. The spleen is a character who has, like, he just farts. Really bad farts. <laughs>
1: He'd pull his finger and he farts. I oh. love that he's also like basically still a teenager because he has like acne and like weird teeth and he's like Wah. Oh yeah. He's got like greasy hair. I'm like, yeah, that's what it's like to be a teenager. And you fart.
0: <sighs> Tom Waits plays a non lethal weapon maker. Yes. Named Heller. Heller. Which I think is neat because in Wrist Cutters he plays a character named Neller.
1: Oh, that's funny. Mm -hmm. It's fun because they're like, oh, it's non-lethal weapons. So they start to leave and then he like chases them out and throws a tornado in a can Mm -hmm. at them. And they're like, oh, okay, like we get it. No, it doesn't have to be lethal. He was fun. I did like the beginning with Artie Lang as the leader of the Red Eyes. The Red Eyes, yeah. Although when I looked at their costumes, I was like, I wonder how much it bothered them having on goggles that are literally just lit red.
0: Yeah. That is a fun story that Artie Lang would tell <laughs> His mom and sister went and saw this movie and called him from the theater and said, "Okay, we just saw your scene. Are you in it again, or can we leave? <laughs> West Study or West Studi, who does a lot of drama, like he's in Last of the Mohicans and you know stuff like that. He mm-hmm. plays the um the Sphinx. the Sphinx, yeah, and it's really funny seeing him
1: being so ridiculous
0: with great comic timing. He's
1: got amazing comic timing and it's yeah, like I I know he's in Last of the Mohicans. He's um everything that I knew him from before this was a very serious role. Mm-hmm. So it was so funny to see him a
0: Oh, he's also in Dances with Wolves. Yeah. Yeah. He
1: he plays one of the Native Americans. Yeah. It was very funny to see him with this amazing comic timing and then also just in a ridiculous costume. Yeah. It was very delightful to me. And that that was actually delightful to me on a lot of levels because, I mean, everybody in a ridiculous costume was fantastic.
0: Yeah. He didn't really start acting until his 40s. Really? Yeah. He joined uh, Native American theater in Uh the mid 80s. And I think that's awesome. Because he's awesome. he's really good.
1: He is really good.
0: Like he has so much diversity.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Greg Kinnear. Greg Kinnear plays like the sleaziest.
1: The sleaziest. He plays what is it, Captain, Captain
0: Amazing. Amazing? Yeah.
1: And he's, you know, he's just. Which I think, um, what's that show? There's like a new show out with like superheroes. Where, like, boys. Boys. Yeah. The boys. The boys. Yeah. Um, where I think that they probably, I wonder if they kind of got a little bit of the idea for that show from this movie. Well the idea that like a superhero would just be kind of a douche and need like endorsement deals and stuff.
0: Well it's Garth Ennis wrote the comic book The Boys mm-hmm. and
1: uh, Is the timing kind of like eh, you can't really tell or
0: No, I mean this definitely it's came not... before
1: It could certainly be parallel thinking. Yeah, I mean the plot of this movie is essentially like Captain Amazing is really the only one who's the superhero of this town.
0: Yeah. And he's done such a great job that he's completely cleaned up crime. Yeah. And he basically gets out his nemesis, Casanova Frankenstein, Mm -hmm. played by Jeffrey Rush. (laughs)
1: Jeffrey Rush.
0: Out of the insane asylum. Yes. So he can have, do something beyond bust up the red eyes at an old folks home
1: yeah so that he can you know be a hero again
0: also it's louise lasser not lassiter i messed up so
1: yes also real quick so when she when i first saw her on screen straight on because the first scene that she's in she's just kind of like peeking around a door and i couldn't really see her face Mm
0: -hmm. but then
1: when you finally see her i'm like is that Mia Farrow? And I was like, <laughs> it can't be. Oh, yeah. So I Googled it, or, well, I went on IMDb, and I'm like, no, it's it's not Mia Farrow. They just look very similar. However, Louise Lasser was married to Woody Allen.
0: Yeah, and she's in his movie Bananas. Yes.
1: And, yeah. And I was like, ew. So he had a type like you said, you said <laughs> he had a type before it was children. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, he did.
0: Yeah, she's in three episodes of Girls as well too. Mm. She played a character named Beattie. Mm. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know.
1: I don't know. I, I kind of checked out the last couple seasons because. Oh okay. I really. She's liked... also
0: in Requiem for a Dream, which is hilarious.
1: Oh god, it's oh. so sick. I think she plays. One of the friends, like one of... She plays one of the mom's friends, I think.
0: She's also in Frankenhooker, which maybe I'll make you watch sometime.
1: I hope not. Captain Amazing is really the only one who anybody seems to care about, but he's even getting boring. So there's all these like kind of spinoff wannabe superheroes. However, when he releases Casanova Frankenstein, he's immediately captured by Casanova Frankenstein and held captive. So the mystery men have to come to the rescue, and they save the day, but they don't save Captain Amazing. (laughs) Right. Him being a dick ultimately gets him fried by some kind of laser.
0: (laughs) Which is such a great scene.
1: It is a great scene, because he's like yelling at them. He's like, flip the toggle. And they're like, okay, well, we did. And he's like, okay, are you listening to me? I said, flip the toggle. And they're like, yep we did that you
0: flip it again Do you want or- us to flip it
1: again yeah. or he's like just flip the toggle you flip it once and then you flip it twice and they're like okay but we did it twice so just to be clear you want us to flip it a third time <laughs> and then they don't want to do it because like the machine is starting to kick on and so <laughs> the blue raja goes over and does it and it just fries him yeah which i think is so it's Honestly, it's his own fault that he died because mm-hmm. he was being a dick.
0: There's a bunch of different gangs yes. that have cameos from famous people. Also, uh, the two uh, disco guys are Tony P. Eddie Izzard, as you said earlier, mm-hmm. and Tony C. played by Praz Mitchell, who was a member of the Fugees. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's like a
1: hip hop
0: gang that Mm -hmm. has CeeLo
1: CeeLo Green where you don't realize how tiny he is until like one of the weapons is unleashed that just makes them all argue with each other Mm -hmm. and then all the other guys I noticed have to crouch down while they're fighting with him so that he doesn't look so tiny because he's very short that's not an issue but it's just I thought it was funny that everybody started crouching down
0: oh yeah there's the Disco Girls, Jody Watley, uh mm-hmm. is in that. Uh there's the Frat Boys, which has um Ricky Ratman, uh, who was a VJ, mm-hmm. and it has Michael Bay.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. Yep. Can I just say something really quick? Yes. CeeLo Green's height is listed as five foot seven, and he is No, not,
0: there's no way.
1: I swear to God, it says Five foot seven inches, and I would just like to point out there's no fucking way he's that tall.
0: He's closer to four foot seven.
1: I would guess he's probably five two. Yeah. Maybe like five three, if we're-
0: Being generous.
1: Being generous. But he is probably shorter than I am. Yeah. And I'm five three. Yeah. So, why line CeeLo? There's nothing wrong with being short. You have so much money, and you're so successful. And you're so talented. You Plus, can be that and be five foot two. It's
0: okay. I noticed this in the end credits, too. The head of the music department for this was Karen Ratman, who is Ricky Rackman's uh, sister. Mm-hmm. And she was like a music supervisor for stuff like Pulp Fiction, Clueless, <gasps> Boogie Nights, Ooh. Reality Bites.
1: Nice.
0: Romeo and Juliet, <laughs> Moulin Rouge. Oh, wow. Like, And they say that she set a new standard for children movie soundtrack, hiring people like Gwen Stefani, Busta Rhymes, Iggy Pop, to record, like, songs for the Rugrats movie. Oh, And, uh, yeah, like, she is just this, like, really great person at her job, and I had no idea who she was. Um, I just noticed the last name and I was like, oh, I wonder if she's related. And she is. And Mm -hmm. she's, in my opinion, had much more of a uh, career than her brother. She also created the best-selling children's book series, Hip Kid Hop. Mm -hmm. Uh, It has like rappers recording like read and rap along.
1: That's really cool.
0: Yeah, I think that's really awesome.
1: If there's any reason to watch this movie, it's for all of the cameos. And just, just like, all of the people that are in it. Like, every scene, I'm like, oh, there's that person. Or, oh, there's, like, there's a scene where they're um, trying to find, like, more superheroes to join their gang. <laughs> and so they have, like, all of these people coming up and, like, introducing themselves. And you can see a young, pre-plastic surgery, Dane Cook, as the waffler.
0: Which is funny, too, because... They were like, hey, can you play a character called the waffler? Or maybe they gave him the script or something. Mm-hmm. And he came dressed up like that, like with the that was waffle. His co- That's yeah. Hilarious. And Ben Stiller, I guess, was like, no, like waffle, be- like you can't make a decision, <laughs> like not like actual waffles. Oh. Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's so funny.
0: Yep. Doug Jones. uh, Doug Jones. Who's, you know, Guillermo del Toro's muse, basically.
1: I mean, yes, he's amazing and everything. He's basically a tall, thin man who is like, he plays... Uh, the fawn in
0: Pan's Labyrinth. Pan's
1: Labyrinth as and well. And he also as...
0: plays the thing with no eyes, yeah. Too. yeah.
1: So he's, yeah, he's tall and thin. He fits into like all of the. Yeah, he plays cool the, the
0: creature in Shape of Water. Yeah,
1: and... he's like, he's very cool, like yeah. very talented. He's in it as the pencil. Is that what he is? Pencil
0: Man. Yeah. The pencil. I think something like that. Pencil Man.
1: And he's so tall. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's so tall, and then he's just a pencil. It's very funny. There's like two women who are basically dressed as Wonder Woman,
0: and they get into a cat fight. Who start
1: fighting with each other because they're like, "Bitch!"
0: And everyone just kind of everyone stops just and just watching. They're like, yeah. "Oh,
1: okay, this was quite delightful." It's like I said, it's not totally what I thought it was going to be, but I wasn't bummed out about it or anything. I was like, "Huh, it's really fun. It's kind of a zany movie, I guess."
0: It's, yeah,
1: is I wasn't. I think that's what I wasn't expecting. I wasn't expecting it to be as silly as it was.
0: I think in this age of, you know, series like The Boys and there's Invincible that's on Amazon Prime right now. Mm-hmm. I think this movie was just ahead of its time.
1: I think you're right. It's funny and it's, it's a good premise.
0: I like that they don't set it up for a sequel.
1: Yeah, they let it just end. I don't know. I just really enjoyed the ensemble of it all. Like, Mm -hmm. I think everybody had a chance to shine. Yeah. Which, even in an ensemble, is sometimes hard to do.
0: If William H. Macy isn't on Cameo.com doing (laughs) motivational speeches, he is missing an opportunity. He really is. I would pay $300 to get him to say encouraging things to you for your birthday.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. Seriously, he's so...
0: Hi, Allison, this is William H. Macy. I just wanted to tell you that uh, you're doing doing a great great job.
1: job. (laughs) He's honestly... He's so lovely, just like, as a person. And the way that he emotes with just his face Mm -hmm. and the way he, like, I... Is such an insane talent like i i have seen it in other actors but i don't see it often no the way that he can just look up or you know tilt his head just like a centimeter and look and just convey an entire wave of emotions Mm -hmm. even in a movie like this works so well he's so amazing
0: yeah like he's definitely cornered the market on playing sad sacks. yes but he has found the nuance in playing so many different kinds of sad sacks. yes it's like you know how i say i have one note that i play really well i Mm -hmm. can play awkward nerdy guy yeah trying hard to be cool yeah i don't have the the skills that he has to find nuance within that. Like yeah, the only nuance that I have in that is awkward, nerdy neighbor trying really hard, <laughs> awkward, nerdy dad trying really <laughs> hard to be cool. Awkward, nerdy teacher. teacher Yeah. Like yeah. it's just changed the profession. <laughs> yeah. It could also be a dad who's your neighbor and a teacher. yeah. Like I might as well be playing the same character every single thing that I'm in. <laughs>
1: I understand. Yeah. I, uh, but I he also... is so
0: good at, you know, on paper, if you just go, oh, sad sack.
1: Yeah, you're just like, oh, okay. But
0: like his character in this versus his character in Shameless versus his character in Fargo, mm. all completely different. Yes. Not all bad for a different. guy who got a start in Barry Gordy's Last Dragon.
1: Oh, seriously?
0: Yeah, that's his first movie. Jesus
1: Christ. He has risen from the
0: ashes. <laughs> Yeah. Like the Ginger Phoenix that he is. Like,
1: exactly. I would watch it again.
0: Yeah, it's strangely kid friendly.
1: It is, because there's really, like, not a ton of, like, bad words or. And it's, I mean, there's a couple of gross scenes, but I don't think it's any worse than, like, Beetlejuice or. Yeah. Which is something I watched plenty as a kid.
0: Why'd you pick a Tim Burton movie?
1: Oh, because (laughs) I got Tim Burton on the brain, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it's certainly no different than. Really, any or like even Goonies, like, yeah, I would say it's, it's
0: probably a lot tamer than Goonies. yeah, I was gonna say it's
1: probably not even as scary as Goonies. Um,
0: definitely a whole lot less swearing than Goonies, yes,
1: much less swearing than Goonies. The only thing I didn't love was, um, like, I like Claire Forlani, I thought she was the most beautiful person on the planet in the 90s. Mm-hmm. I just think she was, I mean, she was just there to be pretty.
0: Yeah, her character is very underwritten in this.
1: It's super underwritten, really boring. All she's there for is so that Ben Stiller can kiss her later. Yeah. Which I don't understand why she kisses him.
0: No, not at all.
1: There's no reason. She's like, what's your name? Like, because she doesn't know his name. He's like, oh, it's Phoenix or whatever the fuck he Mm. says. And then she's like, okay, sounds cool. And she starts to walk away and he's like, it's Roy. Roy. My name's Roy. And then she kisses him. Like, that's so amazing. I think I feel for her because I understand what it's like to have the bar that l- <laughs> bar that low.
0: <laughs> oh, thank God I know the whole story behind that. Otherwise, I would be really insulted I know. Right now.
1: <laughs> No, the thing is, is that when I started dating you, I realized how far down the bar was. Because you were like, who would do that? I'm like... Um, like every guy I've ever dated, you were like, Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah. I took you to a restaurant with cloth napkins. Yeah. And you were moved because you had a boyfriend who made you mac and cheese and threw in hot dogs.
1: Yeah. He didn't even get like craft mac and cheese. He would just get pasta and then shred cheese and throw in hot oh, dogs.
0: That actually sounds like more work than craft.
1: I mean, it's surprisingly less work. And tastes worse. So,
0: oh, okay. <laughs> did you know that Claire uh, Forlani Forlani is also in the Basquiat movie?
1: No, I did not know that.
0: Yeah, cool. Be fun to watch sometime.
1: Yeah, for sure. I know you
0: like his artwork. I a, do a lot more than I do, but I it, enjoy it. It's yes. a it's a de- decent movie.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh,
0: Jeffrey Wright plays Basquiat.
1: Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool.
0: And Michael Wincott from Robin Hood.
1: <laughs> nice
0: is also in it as well
1: nice that would yeah. be fun all right well thank you for making me watch this
0: thank you for watching it and i'm glad that you enjoyed it i didn't think that you would love it but it was fun doing back-to-back janine garofalo movies yeah i wonder if she still does stand up she does oh okay
1: fun fact about her that i actually really think is hilarious Is that back in, like, 1992, she married a guy named Robert Cohen Mm -hmm. in Vegas, like, for funsies, but they never filed their marriage certificate. Oh, yeah. I
0: heard about that.
1: So they didn't think they were actually married. And then in 2012, Robert Cohen was going to get married and realized that he first needed to get a divorce because he'd been married to Janine Garofalo (laughs) for the last 20 years and had no idea.
0: Yeah. She's really good on the Larry Sanders show, too.
1: Okay. When I first started wearing bold frame glasses, Mm -hmm. my dad was like, you look like Janine Garofalo. I was like, okay. I don't know what that means. He's like, you just look like her. I'm like, is it just because we have the same glasses that you're the same
0: (laughs) Apparently on the DVD commentary for Dogma, you know, to tie things in with Claire... For
1: for Lonnie. For
0: Lonnie. Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Who is in Mallrats, of course. Mm -hmm. And the DVD commentary. You know how Kevin Mm -hmm. Smith pretty much just says whatever's on his mind and doesn't give a shit?
1: Yeah.
0: He says that he wishes he had given the role of Bethany to Janine Garofalo instead of Linda Fiorentino, who he said was really difficult to work with. But Janine Garofalo is in is in uh she works at the abortion clinic in mm-hmm. Dogma. Yeah. yeah, but he said that he wishes he'd cast her as the lead. Oh. Which I think is pretty funny. That is
1: actually pretty funny. Yeah.
0: She was also the original choice to play Monica on Friends but turned it down. Really? Yeah.
1: I think that was a good move for her.
0: Yeah. And I like it too that, you know, she has this sketch history with ben stiller mm-hmm. and i like that they did stuff together and yeah you know did this movie together and i just think that's really really awesome
1: yeah i like her i've been a big fan of hers
0: yeah me ever too
1: since i've seen her i used to watch this movie a ton as a kid called the truth about cats and dogs oh yeah
0: she was uh also the co-host of air america's majority report with sam cedar mm-hmm. you know from Bob's Burgers. Yes, yes. And I think Maren took over from Janine Garofalo because she and Sam Cedar did not get along. Ooh. Yeah. Well. She was offered the role of Dorothy Boyd in Jerry Maguire by Camry- Cameron Crow if she could lose weight. Isn't that fucked up? Yes. So she didn't lose enough and they gave it to Renee Zellweger <laughs> instead.
1: Wow. Here's the thing. Janine Garofalo was never fat.
0: I know. Hollywood's just terrible.
1: Yeah. Mm. I've been watching these TikToks uh, by a woman who's like, she's like, people who Hollywood decided were fat that aren't actually fat. And so she'll be like, Kate Winslet, when she did Titanic, everybody thought she was a fat bitch. and yep. she's, she's not. tough. Yep. She was never fat. And then I'm like watching this interview of Kate Winslet on Oprah where she's talking about how she's like overweight. And I'm like, but you're not. Right. So what are you? What? I don't understand.
0: You know who I think is really chunky? Who? Angelina Jolie. (laughs) Oh,
1: God. Oh. She's a little too thin, babe.
0: (laughs) I think it's funny that Angelina Jolie at one point in time (laughs) and I were the exact same age. Mm-hmm. Both born June fourth, nineteen seventy-two. Yes. But now, now somehow okay. Angelina Jolie is younger than my younger brother.
1: Interesting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Very, very interesting. Yeah. Gee, I wonder if Hollywood had anything to do with her lying about her age. Yeah.
0: Maybe when you drink your brother's blood <laughs> from a necklace uh it changes your birth date maybe well thank you so much for watching this with me mm-hmm. and thank you guys for listening i hope that you enjoyed it if you have seen mystery men or if there's a comic book movie that you recommend that isn't you know part of the MCU or DCU yeah um i'd really be curious i
1: yeah i tend to enjoy those more yeah like- I mean, Also, Wrist
0: Cutters with Tom Waits, also based on a comic book. Yeah. Based on Kamikaze Pizzeria.
1: Yeah, I really like that one, too. Yeah. All right. Yeah, let us know. Let us know uh, on the Facebook page or wherever.
0: We're going to be having some guests coming up for You Made Us Watch episodes, Mm -hmm. which I'm really excited about. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think it's going to be really fun. Yeah. We hope you guys like it, too. Yes. It'll be a good time.
0: And uh, yeah, if you have something to recommend and maybe want to be on the show, throw in a recommendation in the Facebook group.
1: Yeah. All right. Until next time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna go off on another <laughs> I tangent. Was like, no. I think you just saw my eyes. I like, did. You go. started
1: to drift off, and I was like, no.
0: <laughs>
1: so until next time, bye. Bye. Bye.
0: You're out of control.